Hi, this is Nay. Welcome to my podcast. This is From Your Social Worker. From you. From your social, social worker. worker. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to another episode of From Your Social Worker. I'm Nay, and I'm so happy to have you here again. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about mindfulness and how powerful it can be in times of stress, especially now with the coronavirus that's happening. I know our stress and our anxiety is probably through the roof, and so I have some things that we can do together to decrease that stress that we've been feeling lately. I hope you guys are having a really good day today. Um, This episode isn't going to take too much of your time. It's just going to be some techniques and some exercises that you can do at home, that your family can do at home to really just focus and be present. The other day, I was cleaning out my fridge and I had this big box of spinach from Costco that I had bought and it was starting to wilt and turn a little yellow. So I took it out. I opened the box, I rinsed the spinach, and I literally took like leaf by leaf, making sure that I was keeping the ones that were still fresh, and then putting to the side the ones that were no longer um, like yummy looking, like they were kind of like slimy or kind of yellow. But I must have been doing it for like 10 minutes before I realized like what I was doing. Like it was just a sunny afternoon and... I was literally just looking at spinach leaves over and over and making decisions of what I was going to do with them. And it kind of just hit me like this awareness of what I was doing in this moment. I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't um, listening to anything. It was literally just me zoomed in on this spinach. And I felt so good about it. Like I was really calm and and just really focused on the task at hand. And it gave me an idea to do a podcast episode on this very topic, um, on mindfulness. And mindfulness, as I'm sure some of you already know, is just a way to practice being present. It's a form of meditation that became really popular, I feel like, in the last years. Um, But really what it comes down to is just bringing your thoughts and focusing your thoughts on the here and now, creating an awareness of what your body is doing and thinking in this very moment. Because as humans, what we tend to do is we live in the future or we live in the past. And we're always constantly thinking about what we have to do next, what goal to meet next, what's on our to-do list next. Um, Are we thinking about what I should have done better? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, why did I do this? And we're not really focused in the present. Um, We have a lot of distractions always happening around us, whether that be social media, uh, TV, it can be, you know, just like the rushing through the days to getting things done um that's pretty much how we function normally well what mindfulness intends to do is to kind of bring you back i don't want to say to earth but like really just to bring you back to earth the focus is to really think about what you're doing right now and so that dividing the spinach into what i was going to keep and what i wasn't 
it was a really good example of being present, really just thinking about that in that moment. And so there are several things that you can do to practice mindfulness. Um, a lot of these we work together with our clients in therapy, but I want to share with them, share them with you because they're so simple and they're pretty useful, I think. The first one that comes to mind is called grounding. Grounding is a technique that we use uh, with our clients. Um, particularly, I use it with my children clients every day before our session begins. Um, and basically, we use our senses. And um, we start with five things that you can touch. And normally what I do is I have them touch their fingertips and count as they go. Then I have them say four things that they can see, three things that they can hear, two things that they can smell. And I normally don't do taste because while we're in session, you know, they don't really have much around them. But I do one thing that they're grateful for or to give me an affirmation. And an affirmation is basically a statement that you say about yourself to really bring you to believe it. So positive affirmation could be Nayeli is abundant and the world gives her everything she needs. So that's kind of what I have them do. Um, it really helps them focus and start the session on a good note. When I meet with my clients, they're coming from being at home, being distracted, doing whatever they do. And when we're in session, we only have a certain amount of time to be together. So I really like to start with grounding. But grounding also helps us as adults. Um, and it helps us in a different way. Maybe not so much to focus on a task, but to bring us back and out of our anxious thoughts. Um, a lot of the times I get into these moods Usually sometime during the week, I'm feeling really overwhelmed with all the workload that I have, with all of these things on my plate that I need to get to. And so grounding helps me snap out of it. Like, hey, nay, right now you are sitting right here. You're looking out the window. You can see this bird. You can touch your desk. You can touch your coffee. You can hear your coworker. Right now, you are here and present and able to do what you need to do. We don't need to think about um, having to do X, Y, and Z when I get home because right now I am here. And so while I'm here, let me do what I can in my moment. Grounding is also a technique that therapists use when they have a client that may be experiencing like a flashback or a traumatic event that they're like repeating. So maybe they're crying and they're losing control and the therapist can be like, I want you to go to go ahead and grab a Kleenex for me. And so it kind of snaps them out of this zone that they're in and helps them be present and like, okay, wait, let me calm down and grab my tissue. So that's one of the techniques that I wanted to share with you and please practice it at home and let me know how it goes. It's very simple. You can do the five senses one or you could just do one where you touch something that's around you to kind of snap out of your anxious feelings and that stressful moment. The next one that I want to talk about doesn't have a pretty name. I still have to come up with a good name, <laughs> but I call it gratitude vomit. And it's something that I do randomly. I don't really think about this one a lot, only like when I'm feeling extra nervous about something or extra anxious. What happens with anxiety is that we have a sense of losing control. 
um, when something is going on that we no longer feel like we have control over, we start feeling overwhelmed and we start feeling this anxiety of like, what am I going to do? I was going to say about word, <laughs> like WTF, what's going to happen, you know? So I try to force myself to get into this mode of gratitude and literally out loud just start saying things that are in my life that I'm so grateful for, that I am blessed to have, and it kind of zones me out and puts me in a better mood. Um, having a feeling of gratitude really makes me change the way that I'm thinking in that moment. So I'll do it in my car or when I used to park in like a really far parking garage, I would kind of like whisper it to myself as I was walking to my office and it was like a couple blocks to get to my office. So it was like a perfect time to do it. But it's actually just like freestyling anything that you can think of that comes to your mind that you're grateful for. So an example of that right now could be like, I'm grateful for my dog that's sitting next to me. I'm grateful for my bed because it's so comfortable and it gives me good sleep. I'm grateful for Netflix because it really um, is something that I enjoy and I love watching X, Y, and Z shows. Um, I'm grateful that I just had lunch because I was so hungry and it was like the perfect thing that I needed. I'm grateful that I was able to buy my lunch. I'm grateful that I have money. I'm grateful that I have a job. I'm grateful that I have a place to live. I'm grateful that um, I'm able to work. I'm grateful that I'm healthy. I'm grateful that I woke up today. I'm grateful that I took um, the best shower. I don't know. You know, the list can go on and on and it doesn't have to be anything deep. Like, I'm grateful that my mom is alive. Like, obviously I'm grateful for that, but it can literally be like, I'm grateful that I bought these protein shakes because they're so good and it's perfect for my macros. Or I'm grateful that I got to see my um, dog I don't know, like whatever it is, but it's just like word vomit. You just keep going, keep going, keep going until you can't think of anything else. I can guarantee that that's going to make you feel so much better and you're going to start feeling like, wow, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's not going good that I can't control right now, but there's even more things that are going good that I can control that are positive in my life. And just having this positive outlook and lens on your day can really change the decisions that you make. So when people say, oh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed and then everything else just went downhill from there. It's not really like bad luck that's happening. It's just the focus is on negative. And like, I'm not going to lie. I have a tendency to be negative Nancy, negative Nayeli, um, poopy like outlook. I'm always complaining when things are going wrong. And it really takes people around me to check me and be like, bro, like you're complaining too much. Like change it up. Be positive. And then when I hear that, it makes me kind of reevaluate myself and focus on what is positive in my life. And then that positivity makes me feel good. And in feeling good, I make better choices. I look at the things that are going right. I'm not looking at the clock like, oh, no, you're going to be late. I'm like, okay, perfect. I got that extra time to like really do my makeup so that when I meet with my client, they'll feel really comfortable and they'll like feel more welcomed because they know that I took the time to get ready and now they're going to be more at ease and whatever. So that's one of the exercises that I would definitely recommend. I call it gratitude vomit 
But honestly, if I could change it, I would just be like gratitude freestyle or something. And just a couple of the last ones that I want to mention is a very visual activity that you can do, an exercise that you can do that also helps you be present in the moment and really just soak in what you're doing right now. It's really visualizing what's happening to you and kind of changing it to something that's helpful. And so, for example, what I mean by this is like, If I'm having a particularly hard day and I get in the shower, I literally picture, I'll close my eyes and I picture the water as like energy droplets. And as soon as I feel the water drops, I'm envisioning energy filling up every part of my body that is touched by the water. So I'm like envisioning myself getting recharged when the water is hitting me in the shower. Um, the coffee that I drink, I'll pour the creamer and I'm like, okay, this creamer is positive vibes for the day. And it's funny because I kind of want to like put in like a little meme of somebody just like throwing the entire creamer into their coffee, but really you can visualize that on your own, but just like really like making it into what I need that day. And then as I'm drinking the coffee, I'm picturing my body receiving these positive vibes that now I'm able to give out. I hope that's making sense. Um, Same with like, okay, I'm going to go spray on some perfume. Well, this perfume is going to be calm mist. You know, whatever I do, every time I'm spraying this, I'm imagining this mist just kind of coming over my body and calming me down. And you can really do this with anything that you do, anything that you want to like put into your body or whatever you do. You can always visualize and replace it with whatever you need that day. And these three exercises can be done on your commute to work. Um, They can be done on the way to your house. They can really be done anywhere. They don't cost any money. They don't take more than like three minutes. And they're so helpful in just getting you to be in the now, in the present, in this moment. And knocking you out of these obsessive and intrusive thoughts that we sometimes have. Especially during this quarantine that we feel like everything's kind of up in the air still and we don't know what's going to happen. This is such a new thing for us. It can really feel like we're just so out of the loop, you know. And these exercises help me, help my clients to just really like take a step back and feel okay. And to kind of tell your brain, right now, Nay, you're okay. Right now, there's so many good things in your life. Right now, focus on eating your food. We'll get to this when we get to this. And so try these at home. Tell me how they go. The next two that I want to talk about are definitely ones that you want to do when you have extra time. And that's to um, either listen to your favorite podcast. Um, I really like murder podcasts for some reason. Um, It's right up there with what I do for work. (laughs) So I listen to My Favorite Murder. Um, I also listen to Crime Junkie. Those are on Spotify. They're really everywhere. You could just Google it and you would be able to find them. They're really good. Um, I listen to uh, Ear Hustle, which is one about um, a prison in California and inmates and their daily life. My favorite social worker, Brene Brown, just came out with a podcast. You might have seen her Netflix show. Um, not that long ago about being brave and vulnerable. Oh my god, this is a word I can't say. Vulnerable, vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable. <laughs> okay, enjoy that. Um, it's a wonderful podcast. Um, she's amazing. Um, and these are just things that you can do to kind of 
just tap your brain into something that's happening now and not all these thoughts that can take over when we're feeling anxious, overwhelmed, and stressed. Which kind of that can be like the opposite of mindfulness because sometimes I'll be listening to podcasts on my way home and like I won't even be paying attention to not like paying attention to the road but I'll get home and then I'll be like how did I even get home because I was listening to the podcast the whole time. And lastly a really good one is just good old-fashioned crying it out. I don't know what it is about crying it out that just makes me feel better afterwards i always watch like emotional things on netflix and i'm just sobbing by myself um maybe because in that moment i've like had to take deep breaths and i'm really like using my entire body i can feel the tears like when you're crying there's really not much else you could be doing like you're just so focused and present in that moment so it's a really helpful tip I'm not saying like go ahead and make yourself cry, but if you've been holding it in for some time, just let it out. I promise it's going to make you feel better. So to recap what we just went over, um, to begin living a mindful life and learning to live in the moment, we talked about four things that you can do at home. The first one on being present is practicing grounding. The second one was the gratitude freestyle that we talked about. We also talked about visualizing the good vibes in all the things that you do. Um, The last two was listening to podcasts and having a good old crying session. Doing these things frequently can get you into the habit of practicing this skill and really mastering being mindful and being present. As humans, we have a tendency to be on autopilot and just doing things out of habit. And mindfulness takes you out of habit and into just living in this moment and enjoying your days. Even though quarantine has been kind of slow, we still don't want our days to kind of just slip away without having made real moments in the life, in the life, in real time, in real live time. So please let me know if you try any of these. Also, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube for kids and mindfulness and getting them to start practicing that at an early age. I would really encourage you, if you have children, to get them motivated into being present. Children are probably better at being present than us adults, but in this era of technology, um, we are kind of teaching our kids to be more electronically focused, and so we want them to um, go back to their roots, you know, of being children and just playing and being present and learning what to do um, to de-stress. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in from your social worker. My name is Nay, and I'm going to get your life together. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>